Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Start in 6 minutes, 24 seconds. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. Well, are you giving him a message from me? Tell him to keep his head up. Don't let him beat, kick his butt too much. And basically, the whole thing is just get used to the mind game. 717. Hi. Hi, Brian. How you doing, Lisa? I thought that was your number, but I won't, sir. I'm good. You'll know it eventually. Yeah, don't get used to the mind games because that's what it's going to be like all through boot camp. Five minutes until showtime. He played football, and I'm telling you, those coaches talk to them like the dogs, so he'll be fine. They did. I mean, they cursed them boys out on the sidelines in high school. They treat them. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, it was pretty rough Mm. on mom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he got pulled off. And yelled at, and it wasn't even his fault. But he played the he played the the center position, so he hiked the ball. And he's mm-hmm. small. He's only around two hundred pounds, and about six foot tall. So it's really yeah. not that. Did mm-hmm. Heather Hello. Hi. This is Shannon. Oh, it's Shannon. Oh, Shannon. All right, well, I put your name up there. So I just started doing it. <laughs> Four minutes until showtime. Make it. 
So we can just chit chat over um in a PM. Okay. Okay. But listen and pay attention. If you see anything you want to play, just during while they're talking, just play it. There's John. Where's JT? He's just here's um, to sign in. I don't know. Okay. Hi, John. Is it? Hey. Is this Heather? How you doing? Three three seven. That's Heather and Bill. Are they going to be on the same call? No, three three seven. I'm. This is Mike out of Southwest Louisiana. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Hey, brother. How you doing, brother? I'm just. I'm just here to listen, my friend. Already. Glad to have you. Three minutes until showtime. There we go. There's JC. Um. Everybody here? Oh, wait. That's not JC. That's the keeper. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Who's got the echo? echo. It's me. I'll be muted. Oh. It's me because I'm on oh. my computer and I don't have my headphones. I'll just go ahead and Nothing mute Nothing wrong with hearing you twice. No, but there's something wrong with hearing you twice. And you. I could listen to me all day long. Please feel free. <laughs> okay, well, that wasn't me, you guys, because I'm Two minutes until showtime. Okay, Mike is listening. Okay. Because I'll tell you what I need to keep it. I'm dead sexy. Is that better, you guys? Yeah. There we go. I think so. Okay, I think it was Mike. I just muted him. He's listening, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. If he has anything, uh, if he has anything to share, he'll be he'll let me know, and I'll and we'll patch him through live. But he's been given a lot of valuable information on uh, during the shows with articles he's presenting and stuff like that. So he's a huge asset for us to have under wing. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna bring him back so you can tell him he has an echo. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Hey, Mike. One minute until hey, showtime. I got you run through my speakers in my truck, man. I'm just here to listen. Okay. Well, I just wanted to, I was just letting you know um, that it, if you wanted to chime in on anything, hit me up on Messenger and I'll, and I'll have them patch you through. Yeah, when I, when I do that, I'll put my headphones on and I'll stop that echo. All right, thank you. Where's JT? Oh, Jesus. Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. I'm going to have to beat you. Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, 
Log Talk Radio. to FPC Network, the voice of Americans and veterans. I am one of your hosts, John Wolf. With me is my illustrious co-host, JT. Illustrious. You can't cut the cutter hawk. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a hell of a show for you tonight. It's a continuation from last week's show. If you would like to call in and listen live, the number is area code 424-258-9220. And as always, when you hear that sexy voice, Blow Talk Radio, press 1. And then, of course, the ever lovely Lisa Abati will be mm-hmm. listening to you and asking you questions. And if she don't like you, she ain't gonna let you on. So let's just be real about it, all right? If she thinks you're a tin hat wearer, she's not coming on the show, okay? If she thinks for some reason you look at sheep and go, "Wow," she's not gonna let you on the show. Why? Because, well, she don't like you. So we're just putting that out there. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we also have. The one, the only, the Mr. Robert. I am the master of effort and denture cups. Uh, Keeper. (laughs) Wow. I feel so special and so honored. Thank you for that introduction. That is absolutely fabulous. (laughs) You should feel special. Hello. You're on the only network that has Forrest Gump doing... Facebook tampons for men. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for that introduction. You um, I, I do need to give a real quick shout-out to uh, – we're actually being simulcast on TalkShoe Radio right now from uh, nice. uh, Rights of the Few over there on TalkShoe Radio. And if you follow TalkShoe Radio, if you listen to this program, the, the, the program, Rights of the Few, you're going to hear a couple of episodes from Mindful. You'll hear a couple of episodes from, uh, you know, the Voice of Americans and Veterans. Um so if you do tune into that, we appreciate your time. If you're listening live right now, you're also invited to call that phone number, 424-258-9220. So don't be afraid to do that. Uh, but then again, you may not get it put on the show because our board runner doesn't like you. So that's just the way things go. Oh, All right, and, yeah. and on tonight's show, we have back with us and a huge announcement to make. Ladies and gentlemen, FPC Network, Look Up America Radio, is proud and honored to welcome Ms. Heather Briggs and Mr. Bill Teague to the FPC Network family. How you guys doing? 
Welcome to the strangest okay. thing you will be about to. <laughs> hey, you can't get no words, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Heather Briggs and uh, Bill Teague will be hosting our Monday night show. I believe it will be Patriots for Freedom. Is she there? Yes, I'm here. Uh-huh. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. You know, you're very direct and to the point. You don't mince around with too many words, do you, Heather? Me? No, no. Not too many unless they're needed. <laughs> yeah, or unless it's cussing. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was about to say, he's apparently not seen any of her videos. <laughs> I thought that a long, a long time ago. And see, I, I've got this thing. I can always tell a redhead. All right, now you guys can hear me out here. In, in person, you're going to be quiet to you until you take them off. And then, you know, you can believe they're getting another few freckles because they're stealing everybody your soul. That's all there is to it. <laughs> so, and Bill knows I'm correct here. You know, that's what's bad. Bill knows it. He just don't want to admit it because, well, she's probably standing right there. And, <laughs> Well, um, on, on anyway, welcome to the family, is, Heather. Yes, definitely, Thanks. both of you. <laughs> welcome, both Bill and Heather. Um, it's been like pulling teeth to get them on here, but <laughs> but some of us like pulling teeth. <laughs> Talking to me is pulling teeth. Well, um, according to John, I can't get any more pulled, so we're good. We're just happy to be a part of a network that actually covers real events and what's going on and is trying to help really accomplish something. You know what I'm saying? To us, that's extremely important. Oh, to, to get serious there, right on. That was Bill Peake. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, dude, I mean, there is sometimes, you know, we get carried away and we need to get reined in a little bit. So, I mean... Every once in a while. Speak for yourself. We don't need to get ranged anywhere. No, me when you're getting carried away, that's when you get the good Thorazine put in your neck and they put that neat little coat on you. And, and that's the only time you can really get something wiggled that makes you feel good. So yeah, we get carried away. I'm right, fine with we, that. Try, we try hey, to have some of that for Friday, right? I have an excuse for getting carried away, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, my parents met in a psych ward. You're right, that would have been a good Twilight Zone moment. But let's talk about Jack from Conception, shall we? My dad was in there for being uh, schizophrenic something or other. Basically, he thought he was an ancient Indian warrior, ladies and gentlemen, by the name of Great Eagle. Come to find out, he just really wanted to work at 7-Eleven. Oh, uh, my mom was in there because uh, she was feigning catatonia because she was found out that uh, she was having affairs. So, yeah. Uh Right on. Okay. Well, you were you were you were conceived in a, a pretty standard fashion uh, across the United States, so I think you're all right. <laughs> they asked me the other day when I went I to my psych sure appointment. That. I went to a psych appointment the other day. No and way. Everybody knows, you know, being me, I have to go to psych appointments. Why? Just so I can get an idea of something else I can do. You know, uh, 
which I thought was kind of funny, but nobody else did. I walked in there, and she said, do you think you're schizophrenic? I said, do I think I'm what? She said, do you think you're schizophrenic? She said, oh, hold on, let me ask this guy. Hey, man, are you schizophrenic? No. Okay. You know, and she didn't know what to think of that. So I wrote her a poem. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm schizophrenic, and so am I. You know, so... I don't think she liked so my poem either. So that's where that came from. I wondered where that came like from. That, yeah. <laughs> the only the only thing is, is I actually have video proof that shows that I'm insane. <laughs> In a world where John Wolf decides he's insane, that explains the blue dress. <laughs> no, right. Scotch explains the blue dress. I'm forgetting we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, yes, he is. Yes, uh, <laughs> he's not visiting Kansas uh, anytime soon, folks. <laughs> we will be having Miss Kayla back on the show here in a little while. Uh, she is currently at her uh, daughter's uh, concert, where her daughter is playing one of my favorite instruments, the saxophone. So he'll be coming on with us. And, <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd. Yeah, we're just we're just going to give a very quick refresher to anybody who may just be tuning in and may have missed last week's show. Uh, we began by talking about Common Core and what it what it actually is, and one of the main who are the main financiers of the Common Core. Uh, we found out last week that the origins of the uh, financing of Common Core is through uh, Pearson stockholders, uh, who are the Gaddafi family, the Muslim Brotherhood, and CARE, who own approximately, and I hope I'm not overshooting this, 26 million shares. Is that correct, Heather? Uh, No, I believe it was 26, 27. Yeah, 26 or 27 million shares of the company, making them the 51% shareholder margin. Um, it was also found out, and Heather's got some very fascinating information for us this week uh, as to the origins of Common Core, uh, when it was founded, what it was founded from. And ladies and gentlemen, it goes a lot further back than we even thought. Uh, I'm not talking that Common, Co- Common Core goes back to the Stone Age, um, but it goes it goes back a few administrations. Um, and it's pretty... Pretty scary stuff. Uh, but anyways, we were talking and discussing about who the primary financiers were, how you can figure it out. Um, and one of the great things that came about from last week's show is apparently the principal of the school that we were discussing that was teaching the uh, Muslim history lesson uh, on current Islam, which I don't see how current event and history mix. Um, but they were teaching and citing things from the Quran. Uh, scriptures, different things like that. Uh, one of the good things that came from that, reportedly, is that the principal contacted the teacher who was in charge of teaching that class and told the teacher that they will not be teaching chapters 10 or 11, which are the primary ones that we had a major concern with. Uh, so hopefully they are not lying and hold true to their word. And if the principal is listening, you, sir, I call you on the carpet as an American you need to stay true to your word. Question. Don't drop it. Yeah. Now, as we were discussing last week's episode, I understood this to be one chapter. Uh, this is you know, 40 pages, I don't, and, and I don't know how long a chapter is. 
Um, and maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe when Kayla comes back on, you know, either tonight or in a future episode, we can discuss that. But I was uh, under the impression, and it, uh, my fault, that it was one chapter. But here you are saying chapter 10 and 11. Um, I would be interested to find out what those two chapters are specifically. Well, the, well, when the we principle... can do this at a, at a later time. The principal explained to her that it was a whole quarter of of the school year, which was, you know, that's a lot. Perceptible. Yeah, yeah that, um, that really is. I mean, my uh, my 10-year-old son, who's in social studies right now, he's now in the middle school, he is at, the, the social studies teacher is actually spending that length of time on the Constitution of the United States. That's here in Virginia. Um, and to speak for Virginia, we fully adopted, just like uh, I think it's 48 states now, if not all 50 of them, um, mm-hmm. have have adopted Common Core as the, the minimum standards. And here in Virginia, we don't teach the minimum standards. What we teach is well above that, even though Common Core has been adopted fully so that they get the money. And if I understand things correctly, and this is kind of, kind of going back to last week, and just to clarify a little bit, that uh, when you adopt Common Core, as the minimum standards, if your uh, teaching level or your education level at your particular school district or school or whatever happens to be equal to or better than, you are not required to teach those minimum standards because you're challenging mm-hmm. your students to a better degree. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but as I understand it, that's what's transpiring here in Virginia. Can can Bill or, or Heather speak to that? Hey, girl, I'm telling you, you're more educated on this than I am. Sorry, my phone cut out for a second. I told you I would do that. Um, yeah. Really, there's there's different levels of of common core standards that are that I'm finding are being implemented all over. It's it's a little here, a little there. Some places it's completely taken over all education. Um, it really just depends on where where exactly. And I I don't have all the books in front of me, so I couldn't tell you which one is um, the most heavily right. infiltrated. But, in, Our in, states heavily, heavily. I'd say science, or not science, math, uh, English, uh, language arts, and uh, history are the ones that are covering it the most, from what I could tell in my children's curriculum. And uh, as a revol- result of Heather joining ma- uh, many many groups, um, having many discussions, going to the school board, going to the superintendent. Um, I watched her battle and, and, and gain other parents along the way, you know, for like a year and a half. And, I mean, it boiled down to um, the school, you know, the, at the local level, the superintendents, the principals were like, look, we understand, you know, your concern with this. But the reality of it is, is that the governor, the state superintendent ultimately decide on how this is going to turn out. And right. you guys are going to have to take this fight to that level. Well, at that time, such controversy of teachers getting reprimanded, uh, teachers losing their jobs, teachers quitting because of the curriculum here in the state, um, that it, it, it almost seemed like it was going to fall apart. And that's kind of how we um, danced into the patriarchy. And now that we've become – um, members into this, 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 you know, this, this realm, um, like you know, John, me, Heather, 
Um, another lady invited us into a group the other day that has almost 20,000 members that are with us on and gives me new inspiration. I think Heather and John, you both can agree with this. It gives us some kind of a light to look forward to because we're not in this little crowd that's going to fight this. There's a lot more of it and we got it. We need to get more involved. Yeah, there's uh, and there's a lot more that are just simply uneducated because um, Heather and I were discussing as Heather and I were discussing earlier. And I think she worded it perfectly. Uh, the level and the manipulation of the wording is to a level of such that it's almost impossible to follow. It's almost impossible to figure out. Figuring out Common Core, its roots. And everything else, what it's exactly about, is about as difficult as doing Common Core math two plus two. Yeah, I mean, literally, folks. Um, and just and one thing I want to clarify uh, because we had a lot of listeners uh, who were of the persuasion that this was um, that this talk was about last week. We are not Islamophobes. We are not racists. We are not knuckle dragging Neanderthals. Uh, we are flat out simply people who want equality, okay? Christianity, I don't care who says it or who says what, has been banned in schools for a long time, at least from on the educational aspect of what people are learning. The only religion I learned about in high school was an English class learning about Greek mythology and Roman mythology, along with well, Egyptian you- gods and goddesses. Did you see the little box post that I put up the other day that said, you know, well, you know, the liberal side to get, you know, prayer and, you know, time for conservatives, you know, to take the similar action. Yeah, the one that the one that I posted to several liberal groups and watched their heads explode. (laughs) You didn't get blocked, did you? Oh, no, not yet. They removed the posts. Uh, but and the and the status he's referring to, folks, is it's a uh, meme that was made up that said if liberals were able to sue to get Christianity out of schools, conservatives should sue to get Islam out of schools. It is separation of church and state, and equal is equal. Um, and Absolutely, that's true. we're not Islamophobes. We are not knuckle dragging knuckle dragging Neanderthals, as I have been called. We are not spreading lies or subjection or anything else. Oh, I like dragging my knuckles. <laughs> okay, well, maybe not all of us. Well, that's okay, when you're walking into a ring, and it makes sense. Exactly. Mine, you know, mine, mine itch every once in a while, but we know why, too. You know, <laughs> you know it, the, the thing is, when, when people want to say you're an Islamophobe, um, it's not that we're afraid of the religion, which is basically what you're phobic of. You're afraid of it. Um, we know what it is. For, yeah. And for some of our listeners, they may not understand it, that, that very slight but very subtle <clears throat> differentiation. Um, I'm not afraid of Islam. I have looked into Islam, and I've, I have, you know, I've read the Quran enough to know that it's not about peace. Uh, no. And when you view, and this ties directly into what we're talking about, you know, you know the indoctrination of our kids and them being taught, you know, two chapters, chapters 10 and 11, specifically there in Florida and, and I'm sure in other states. Um, you must tie Sharia law into that, which Sharia law is actually uh, derived from three sacred texts. 
And I'm going right. to go into a little bit more about this on, on, on Keeper's Mind, on Mindful tomorrow night. Um, I don't want to get too far away from what we're talking about, but you talk about separation of church and state, and it's actually in the, <laughs> in the Constitution, it is freedom of religion. And that means that you can practice whatever you, religion you desire. The state has no authority to dictate to you whatever religion you practice, period. End of story. There's no state religion. Okay. Now, when it comes to what's transpiring in schools, this is exactly in contrast to that. Uh, they're teaching more about Islam than any other religion. They right. do not teach Christianity. If you take your Bible to school, you, you're told that you can't even read it during free time, and that is absolutely wrong. Uh, well, I mean, for crying out loud, folks, we, uh, for crying out loud, we have kids who are uh, like what, hash, what happened in Gresham, Oregon. Uh, we, there was a young man, 13 years old, wore a support the shirt or support the troop shirt. It had a soldier's field cross on it. He was told to either cover it up or go home. You know what he did? He went home. And would you believe yeah. how how large a portion of society, and most of them are following the lines of Common Core. Most of them are following the lines of if you speak out against Common Core, if you speak out against Islam indoctrination, and things like that are the same ones that were calling him a punk, calling him a crybaby, calling his parents unfit, calling his parents, you know, all sorts of different things. Why? You you would scream the same thing if some kid wore, I'm a L.A. Crip and was told to cover it up. You would scream the same thing as this young man, and I guarantee you, you would force the schools to change their views. So the dictation of what's right and what's wrong, the the lines are way too great. And as far as people who want to say we're Islamophobes, I'm going to put this in a very, very simple statement, and then we'll move on. The very simple statement is, Islamophobia? No. Rome? No. Or Greece? Italy? France? England? Austria? Australia? Germany? Look it up. That's all I got to say on it. Yeah. You know, it would have been dynamite to see, you know, and nothing against this kid or his parents, uh, because you know, as as kids, we are obviously intimidated by those that are supposed, you know, supposed to have this authority over us, like principals and school teachers, etc. Uh, I think it would have been dynamite for this kid to actually say, you know what, I'm going to wear this shirt and I'm going to go to my classes, and if the teachers kick me out of those classes, I'm going to sit at the door. But I'm going to stay at this school. I'm going to, go to continue to get my education that you are denying me for, denying me from simply from a T-shirt that you think might offend somebody. The reason why it was offensive was because there was a gun on it. Yeah, I understand. But the nice thing about it is, is all of the emails, all of the phone calls have not gone on deaf ears because they are actually revising their dress code. So, folks yeah. – this is proof. Speak your voice. Do not be the silent majority anymore. Stand up. Look up. It's that simple. Absolutely. So, so you know, we're talking about you know indoctrination of our kids and Islam, okay, mm-hmm. and Common Core specifically, and a lot of people really understand the math portion of this. How you've got to somehow do like you know, five to six, maybe even as far as many as eight other equations to come up with the same answer that pretty much every adult right now does. Two plus two is four. 
150 plus 75, etc. But now you're supposed to take this from this and add this and do that again for this number, and it just it even trying to explain it gives me a headache. Uh, does anybody here have their head wrapped around the equations in the math portion? <laughs> I say it, but I don't think the ones that are that are teaching it have their heads wrapped around the math. <laughs> well, I mean, they've Actually, even added MIT. Uh, I kind of looked at that thing that John sent me last night, and uh, you know, even being a big old dumb wrestler like me. I didn't find it really hard to do. It was actually rather simplistic. And I think that's what it was, was everybody's just overthinking it. They're trying to put it into, oh, this is what it should be, and it's actually not. I mean, it really the it didn't. The problem isn't the problem. Um, you see, see the, that that's another misconception that, that a lot of people without those age children in school aren't seeing. Our children can do the problem. What our children cannot do is the way they want the problem done. Because there is no sense to the way the problem has because to they're be trying solved. To exp- because they're trying to expound on the problem and trying to expand it to a point where it really don't need to go. Right. They don't want you to go from point A to point B to equal out to point C. They want you to go from A to D and back to C. And it, you have to show all this work. You can't just give an answer. Now, if you give the correct answer, if Mark is wrong, even if it's right, you didn't do it the way they wanted it done. Okay, so that's basically teaching conformity to the guidelines and rules that we set for you. Correct. Um, Raising a nation of sheeple. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, you cannot teach somebody to think outside the box, which is one of the things that Common Chorus is supposed to do, is teach people how to think outside the box. Well, you're not. That's not, that's not what well, you're Well, it doing. actually doesn't, because there's a, there's actually a report, um, and I'll go ahead and pull the reference site now. For those of you who are listening online, I invite you guys to take a nice little trip and go to... Um, here, look. Give me a second, and I'll pull it up. Um, down to Mississippi, down to New Orleans. <laughs> if you have a question or to I want you guys to go to www.brybart.com backslash big government backslash 25th. I'll post it on the... Uh, the page, the link on the page for the Voice of Americans and Veterans. Um, but basically, it is um, hiding common course damage. New SAT won't allow a comparison to prior year scores. Um, because basically, what has happened is in the last four, four to six years that this common core has been majorly implemented. Not you know not small portions like what Heather's going to allude to here a little bit later, um, but in the larger portions and the larger districts are totally just implementing the whole kit and caboodle. We have the lowest SAT and state assessment scores in more than 40 years. So it's not actually preparing students to get into college and go do some really kick butt job. No, see that. I think I think something's going on here that nobody's paying attention to. And in, in case you didn't hear it, that's my tin hat going on real quick. 
Oh, I, Lord. I think I think the world is coming to an end, and I can prove this. I have total proof. Everybody sit down. Hold on tight. Put your tin hat good, good to your head. The world is coming Whatever. to an end, and I, the proof of this is this. We have Common Core. We have Islam in America. We have mosques in America, and the Cubs are winning. <laughs> the world's coming well, to an end. This was already predicted. This was already predicted in Back to the Future Three, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Illuminati. Yep, it was, and they got that straight from Nostradamus. It is the <laughs> brand. It is the brand new international police that has been in, acted since the forties. That's what it is now. Now I'm taking my hat off because it's starting to itch the sides of my head. And this tinfoil thong, I go, you gotta get that thing off too. But I thought it would protect me, but apparently wrong head. So anyway, ooh, ah, kind of tight up there. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Um, well, well, apparently after tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> apparently okay. we have uh, Miss Christina Norm, uh, Miss uh, Kayla. Back on with us. Yay. Is she really there? Yay! Hi. Oh, she is there. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Wow, she kind of sounds like one of robots. I think she's a robot, guys. I'm not a robot. Danger Will Robinson. Aha. Danger Will. Uh huh. If the That's NSA to say. if the reason why we have the echo is because the NSA is listening, I slept with your mom last night and she was ugly. And your sister was videotaping. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, really. Well, how was it for you? I've had better, so. If you have a question or, or a comment, we're going to open up the phone lines here in a little bit. Please feel free to no, call not. if you're listening online. Uh, well, you may not, but I feel like taking a question or two, and uh, it's possible. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to happen. We may open the phone lines. We may not open the phone lines. But anyways, please I've got feel a question free to call. Then. Wait a minute. I've got a question. Two five eight for you, Cooper. Nine two two zero. What's your question? Effortant or polygrip? Which one is better? Polygrip. <laughs> I just kind of know. Polygrip. There's actually a really good one out there. And it's called Food Lock. It's pink, and it works really, really good. Well, I was thinking about using Gorilla Glue. You could try it, but I don't think you'd be able to get that crap out, and it would get stuffed with food, and you'd be just, you know, hating it. You'd be able to taste that garlic for years. That would work so well, because I could just look at my opponents and go, (sighs) (laughs) Gorilla Glue. I win. Didn't even have to throw a punch. Hey, you, you wouldn't win every match because some of them might actually like it. So let's get back to this, guys. You smell familiar. Uh, we also have yeah, Captain your Wicker mom on the line with us, by the way, because I know Captain Wicker keeps on messages saying, I'm here, I'm here. We know you're there, buddy. Um, there was something very interesting that Heather kind of brought about. Uh, Heather, let's go ahead and delve into the sex ed. Let's just jump in feet first. <clears throat> Uh, actually, you might want to jump in feet first of that one. I didn't even open those links. Uh, well, here, I could. I, I could. <laughs> uh, I'll let you jump uh, in feet first. I'll come in behind you. <laughs> if I'm going to jump, I don't want to jump in feet first being behind you. No, heck no. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. 
you know, I actually downloaded the uh, standards, the National Standards of Common Core Education for Sexual Education. It's a PDF file. You can go get it. Here's how. Islam caused a lot of people to lose their lives and is still causing it. There's how it affected history. They took them to police cars. What the heck? Yeah, exactly. The world. I'm not sure, but I think the <laughs> somebody back there is watching some kind of weird TV show. Yeah, it sounded like Sheldon. Um, uh, you know him, man. He don't want to listen to anything but girls football. Okay. Uh, uh, let's not bring up Sheldon. Please, God, no. But, Please, God, no. Not today. You can actually download a, a copy of the National Sexuality Education Standards. From kindergarten mm-hmm. through twelfth grade. Okay, whoever's in the uh, background, do me a favor and hit mute on your phone. Well, yes, you're listening to last week's show. This is what the state regulated. This is what a That person right there. There. And there. This PDF file will tell you everything that you need to know. Not. But some of the things that I've delved into and found out about. Uh, they're talking about, obviously, when you get older, okay, uh, by the time you're in eighth grade, you need to learn how to effectively or correctly uh, apply a condom. How do you think they're going to teach students to do that? I mean, when you, they've they've made it a mockery uh, when it comes to movies and television. If anybody has ever seen the movie The Varsity Blues, and Miss Davis talking about sexual education, the reproductive system, and of course everybody has a nickname for the Johnson. Um, and she wants everybody in the time. class to say, "Well, well like Pedro, call Brian Willie." Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, don't free Willie, please. Do not free Willie. Um, <laughs> you, you know, she actually Last wants time to I free Willie. I get it five kids. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, she wants she wants kids to say Phoenix and vagina. And she does it in a very unoffensive way. Um, And then she goes into talking about nicknames. And obviously the character, Jonathan Moxon, labels out a couple of them. Um, And it's quite funny as an adult. But when you're in a classroom trying to learn this stuff, uh, you know, everybody is a little intimidated, they're a little shy, whatever it happens to be. But how is it that you are going to effectively teach a teenager to correctly apply a condom in the setting of being, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. Why would you right. do that? Other than to, you know, obviously, you know, stop pregnancy or stop STDs and things like that. So, like I said last week's show, it looks good on paper. But in practice, during the course of the classroom, you know, teaching, it doesn't work as well. I'm sorry? Did what? I was saying, can I say something on that? Oh, yeah, please. Um, one of the ways that um, the schools here, I noticed that are telling kids how to properly use a condom is using a, I hate to say it, but a banana. Right. They use a banana to show them how to properly put it on and work and how it's supposed to work. Right. Now, this would just be my opinion here. Why use a banana when it's all curvy and stuff and 
hey, let's just get real. Why not just say, here's a pickle or a cucumber? <laughs> you know, you need you know, know. Whatever yeah, happened to sex separated? Whatever yeah, happened well, to sex ed being separated? Well, here's exactly. Thing. Boys in one group, girls in another group, watch your films, learn what you're supposed to learn, and move on with life. And mm-hmm. then we were separated when I was in school, learning about stuff. See, that was I already knew a lot of it from my parents. I was in school much before you guys were, and our our teacher, Mr. Rick Spires, I'll, I'll give this man credit, because he he was, when it came to to this regular health class, he was a cut-up. And, and, you know, he was he was a great guy to be around, and just a really fun teacher. When it came to sex ed, he made sure Today we're splitting the class. Ladies, you're going to go upstairs to this classroom, and this is what you're going to do. Gentlemen, you're here. And when it came down to it, and you know, he looked at you and said, you know, he's telling you how it is and how it went. And he was deadly serious, you know, because somebody would start to giggle or something like that, and he'd look at him and go, hey, wait a minute. This, and you got to think, when I was coming up in junior high, there's this massive, nasty thing that nobody ever talks about anymore called AIDS. And it was spreading like wildfire. And he he let everybody know straight up, man, you want to giggle about this? What's going to happen when you get to that one person that you don't know who they've been with and what's going to get on you? Something that won't wash off, that's a hell of a price to pay, and your life being worth that, is it worth it? And, man, you talk about somebody quit giggling real quick. And he even did that with the girls, which was awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Mr. Spires, if you're out there listening, which I hope you are, all the love to you, man. Because without him, I mean, I, I, I would be, like, <laughs> trying to reprocreate the earth, you know. Well, and, and the thing of it is, guarantee the thing of it is, with the sexual education uh, that is being taught in the Common Core curriculum, uh, students are no longer taught that there's a difference in sexual nature. There is no difference in male and female. They are being taught that uh, there should be gender neutrality instead of gender difference. Uh, when you're talking are, neutrality, what exactly are you meaning? They should all be viewed as the same. And that's what they're teaching oh, yeah. the kids right now. Yes. Uh, sexual, uh, homosexuality, for instance, uh, which for the people who listen that are LGBT community supporters or members, shut your hole. I'm just going to cut everybody off at the pass. We are not homophobe or whatever. We're, you know, we have already explained our stance, which is basically, I don't care what you do as long as you keep it out of my back door. And our other stance of, hey, great that you have same-sex marriage now, because anybody that's been married longer than three years knows it's the same sex anyway. So welcome to our hell already. <laughs> you know, get off um, oh, I gone. heard somebody giggle on that one. <laughs> Her husband is going, what the hell are you giggling about? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they are taught they are taught that having a difference of opinion in sexual activity, in other words, having an opinion about homosexuality as well, this is not something we should look at, this is not something we should adhere to, and if you have a negative opinion, 
due to religious teachings or moral teachings or just the way you feel, um, then you're in the wrong. You're a bad person. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, you can't talk they about are it. taught. They are taught sexual positions. They are taught sexual procedures, maneuvers, skills. Huh? And they are taught this from uh, age kindergarten all the way through the twelfth grade, and they're tested on their knowledge yearly. Well, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Are you yes. telling me that a book is teaching these people how to do? Different yes. sexual positions and stuff like this. You're telling me that, right? Yes. Kama Sutra. Yeah. I'm sorry. Kama I learned Sutra. mine from the Kama Sutra. You know, that was, exactly. that was the best thing I could have ever done. I, I learned mine between the lines on Saturday night whenever cable had the blurred color lines when you didn't have the channel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why my oh, yeah. wife complained. Learn how to do scramble that shit real quick. <laughs> I remember those days. Can I you know, something, Go ahead. They're also teaching the kids that it is okay to, um, regardless of what sexual preference you are, that it is okay to experiment with yes. females yes. and experiment with males as well. Males on females, or male on male, female on female. Um, that, it, that, it, that it is good and it's okay. I have seen. You're talking about bisexuality. Yes, I uh, well, just sexual experimentation. Period. I have actually seen some classwork. Um, I saw it about a year and a half ago, and I researched it. And it it is correct. Uh, a school in New York uh, was encouraging sexual uh, experimentation, and that if you did not at a young age, then you were correct, or that you were wrong. They also teach pro-abortion. Basically, young ladies, if you get pregnant, there's always abortion. Um, it's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, this is the stuff that is being taught. And the sad part about it is, is there are several studies by psychologists. You know, American Board of Psychiatric, you know, registered psychologists. Yeah. That flat out state this is ruining children's emotions. Um, it is really confused my daughter. My daughter. You know, I am sorry, I'm sorry. I'm a guy in this world that still thinks that it's parents it's parents' duty to teach their children about sex. Yeah, am I the only guy in this world that still thinks that? Well, yeah, no, but I mean, who, want, who wants to, who wants their children to be taught that it's okay to take life when they're not really even old enough or mature enough to understand the consequences on their psyche long term? Exactly. You know, and, and it's same. It's, it's really the, it's the same thing with the whole sex ed thing and, and all the other BS that that everybody keeps bringing out here. Isn't it truly the parents' place to be this magical word called parents? And teach their children that on their own. It, I mean, that's not saying, you know, wait till your kid's 35 and say, oh, by the way, your thing goes right there. No, yeah. that's not saying that. That's saying, hey, listen, man, let me let me introduce you to a little something we like to call Debbie Does Dallas. Okay. Oh, that's a little bit much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I did that with my boys. Here, watch this one. This one's one of Dad's favorites. Ha <laughs> ha. 
You know, that, that and, made me scared. <laughs> and, you know, but the thing about it, man, that, that nobody sees, and I don't see why this is going on, because everybody's, it's, it's like, for some odd reason, you know, instead of parents grabbing up at these schools and saying, absolutely not, that is something I'll teach at home. Thank you very much. You know, well, the and they're saying, oh, well, you have to learn it. Uh, no, I don't. Well, actually, no, you, know? you do. You do now. Uh, because it is so intricately woven into not only not only are they confining it to sexual education, ladies and gentlemen, they're also placing it in English literature classes, social studies, different yeah. things like that. Um, when it regard when it comes into regards for uh, social studies, it lifts up the notions and the idealism behind the Roman Empire and their idea of sexuality, which, as we all know, was very, very open. You know, and the thing is, because it's, so, because it's so interwoven, parents cannot legally have their children opt out of these courses. Let me I mean, in math class, it's probably something like, you know, if Caesar has one penis and he has two boyfriends, how can he make them both happy? Yeah. You know, the, the, here's the thing I, I've kind of Pay like him 20 bucks and let him go shoe shopping. Exactly. I've raised <laughs> enough children in my life. I, I, here's the thing, guys. I've raised enough children in my life. I've raised uh, 16 stepchildren. And out of this, you know, I have, I'm very fortunate that all 16 of those kids still call me dad, that they still love me as father. And I'm very fortunate about this. With my daughters, what I would do, because especially when Facebook started first coming around and everybody's putting these trophy pictures on, like I like to call them, and you see these great big fake smiles on the mama's eyes while she's holding two babies right there, and you see this thing, and I told my daughters, I said, now look in her eyes, and I want you to tell me what she's thinking. And they're like, well, how old is she? Well, she's 22 in this picture. Okay, well... Straight up, what would you think they're thinking? Oh, look at my babies. No. They're looking at it going, I should have listened to my parents in sex ed class. Yeah. Because well, life for me, as I know it, is over until I'm in my 40s. You know? You know and, and that's I'm what makes it of I, I'm not saying I'm a proponent of abstinence. Not at all. What I am well, saying is, is that majority of these schools have forgotten, you know, that it is the parents' duty to stand up and say, hey, um, this is what this is. This is what this is. This is a prophylactic, condom, rubber, whatever the hell you want to call it. This is how it's used. This is what it's used for. Remember, if somebody don't give, a, give two squirts about you enough to wear this, then don't be with that person. Right. I just, Absolutely. I just right. I mean, this is basically it right there. I just, well, the reason you know, I don't think the of abstinence is for longer after, after my family. fifth child was born. After my fifth child was born, I went and got a double vasectomy. And let me tell you why. Because I wanted to make sure that that wasn't going to happen again. Well, unfortunately, yeah, my, my last child, my last child was born with some problems. And uh, I think I've shared that before. Uh, she unfortunately is no longer with us. Uh, she's went to be my little angel on my shoulder. Um, but I took this in my own mind as to say, I don't really want her mother to have to go through the whole tubal ligation crap, everything like that. 
it was more responsible as a parent and as a father to take care of that little issue myself. It was easier on me. Hell, I went back to work right after lunch and having it done. That was my lunch break. And then everybody's like, well, well, now you just ain't got to wear a condom. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Because, you, you know, I don't know this chick from Eve. You know, I, if she could have as many sticking out of her as she's had in her, she might be a bumble ball or a porcupine yeah. or something, you know. And how many of those guys didn't? You know, and, and, and sadly, that's what, like this common core and all this stuff, they're not preaching that. What what they should be preaching about is the whole, you know, hey, welcome to the world of VD, you know. Well, in the world that's where everybody gets together and just has fun. That is Rated actually VD. one of the things that they do talk about in common core uh, sex education. How they're not pushing it. They do not. <laughs> no, they don't push it, but they, they you know, they want kids uh, students to have a basic understanding of it. And here, you know, I, I chimed in there about abstinence, and here's why I am a big supporter of it. And I'm talking about longevity of family, which is something that is not happening across the United States. Marriage is supposed to be a fabulous institution, blah, 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 blah. But over... Oh, it's an institution, all right. <laughs> I think about 60% of marriages now, first, second, third, fourth, and obviously in divorce, whether or not you have kids. The reason that the reason that I am a supporter of, of abstinence, okay, is because when you give yourself up to another person, you can't ever get that back, and you will always think about that first one. It doesn't matter if it was a good experience or a bad experience. You will always have that memory in your person. Period. End of story. I know everybody on this radio station right now is listening. Remembers their first experience. And you cannot get that back. If you could choose to do so, if you could go back in your life and do something different with that moment, I think that probably at least 90% of the people listening to this radio station would do so. I would oh, yeah, make sure I didn't sit on poison ivy. I would damn sure make sure I didn't sit on poison ivy. I mean, it, it, when you have that, that connection with a person, thing. And you have, uh, you know, have saved yourself, man or woman, girl or boy, have saved yourself. Uh, and you have grown together and learned who each, of each person is and, and actually understand where they're coming from. But then you can decide to move to that. It should be a conscious decision uh, to say, yes, you know, I, I, you know, I know you as a person. I know you as an individual. I respect you. In fact, I'm, I actually do love you as a person. And want to spend more than just you know six months or two years or three years together with you, and make the conscious decision to say, okay, well, yeah, I am comfortable with have that discussion. And they do talk about that a little bit, where you know effective you know ways to communicate your feelings on sex and having sex and whether or not there's a contraception involved. But they again, they don't spend, as JT you were saying, spend enough time on it. And, and that's why well, I'm a big still supporter see. of abstinence because. I'm still that guy that thinks it's it's you know it is the parents' duty. Yeah, I agree. As parents I agree. to bring that through. That that should not be even be in the school systems. You know, when I was going to school, I, I seen. Uh, matter of fact, I know of, of ten girls in my graduating class that were pregnant in their sophomore year. Yeah. And you know it was like, huh, apparently you didn't listen to Mr. Spires. You know, <laughs> I mean, you didn't have him as a sex ed teacher. 
Yeah, you know, and it, and it was ridiculous because everybody wants to sit there and they're like, well, I don't see how this is so important. Well, here's how it's important. You should listen to your parents more than your best friend over here saying, oh, come on, this is fun. Yeah, it's fun, but it's funner when you have someone you care about. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What about all of those kids that are in broken homes and have parents that aren't quite good at or they're they're unfortunate as far as not being educated properly at home and it's not something that they pick up at school and they, you know, unfortunately do become pregnant at an early age. This this is an epidemic, you know, and, and, well, and I mean, this is an it. epidemic hey, from, why would I want to lead children into this? Well, well, that would be my go thing. ahead, though. Go ahead, though. I, I think that, you know, addressing and, and, you know, I know a lot of us are critical probably about, you know, young girls becoming young mothers, but at the same time, the ones that do need to be, you know, what I see is a lot of young girls that are put out, they're shunned, they're not treated properly, and that, mm-hmm. that creates an even bigger downhill spiral. It's 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 our whole system's broke. I mean, education yeah. has been sold out to the highest builder, highest bit or lowest bidder, which unfortunately yeah. is overseas and plays into the brotherhood's agenda. And our 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 sympathy for the realities of what happens in this country has fallen to the wayside. That that's, that's you know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more sympathetic to accidents that do happen, and I do understand how that affects young people's lives, and, and, and the turnout depends on the, the nurturing from that point on. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a little argumentative on that. Well, I mean, let's yeah, I'll agree with that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, probably easily 90, 95% of us that – are listening to this show or that are on Facebook had premarital sex at a young age. Me, I'm not going to lie. I started when I was 11. Okay. Children do not need, and yeah, thank the Lord we don't have as many children as we could have in this world. Um, but the thing of it is, is that kids do not need to be given a focus or given a push. Uh, I'm going to read this uh, excerpt from uh, Dr. Rich Swire, who is actually, he used to be a proponent of Common Core Curriculum, studied it heavily, taught it, learned it, read it, brought it back, and is now in opposition to it. Uh, one, th- one thing he states is that there's a heavy sociopolitical content of sex throughout Common Core Curriculum being taught in every grade and in every subject. The student is taught that there is a sameness of gender There is no longer simply boys and girls, according to Common Core. The sexual content of Common Core crosses into every curriculum taught, from teaching sexuality skills and sex education courses by specially skilled and trained sex ed teachers, sexual uh, activities, and content in included in every subject or are included in every subject taught. (laughs) Sex is taught in the English curriculum. It is included in the language curriculum. It is woven into the science curriculum, even into the math curriculum and social studies and the course in biology. 
Since sex practices are included in every subject taught, parents will no longer be able to opt out of uh, sex education being taught to their children in city schools, and by opting out, assuming that only they would be able to teach their children sex education at home in accordance with their personal religious beliefs. Children are taught that holding hands, hugging, kissing, is the same as every other sexual act. They are now, now what ideology follows in line with that? What? Uh, what ideology falls in line with that? That That is just sickening to me. <laughs> that that is the, the okay. I'll just go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just living right now. You're fine. No children, <laughs> as I said, you know there is all sex. There is no such thing as normal sex in Common Core. Wide open sex of every weird type is taught to be acceptable in Common Core. <laughs> that is something that you should learn about yourself throughout time, not absolutely because as we all know. Children are very, very impressionable. And if you were sat there and taught that it is okay to go out there to your goat, who you call Fred, and make it Bob, who's your daddy, that's acceptable. Wrong. Who's <laughs> your daddy? Um, pornography is no longer looked down upon in the Common Core curriculum. Very young students can't even comprehend those teachings. And understand that if someone does something like that to their little bodies, that they were told about it in the Common Core sex curriculum, that it is wrong. Um, it state the curriculum states the students must be taught cooperative and active sex, working together in lab sessions with each other. Yeah, students can't opt out on their own because sex <clears throat> crosses into all Common Core courses and all the testing. If they opt out, they will fail. Okay. Okay, we all know where this is going and what do we do to 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 get rid of this? I mean, what what is the plan? What is the agenda of the American people to eliminate and 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 take back our educational system from the care corporation and the Muslim Brotherhood? What do we do from it, this here's point? How we do it. Here's how we do it. As parents, we finally do something about this, like pulling up our big boy pants and big girl pants standing up to the school systems and going, hey, I don't think so, Jack. Get a little ticked off. Get more than a little yep. ticked off. Actually look at them and say, would you want your children learning this way? What do you want? Our children to end up in pornos because it's the only no, damn all, thing they know the, what to do? All the that teachers and principals that we ran into have their kids in, in uh, private schools that are privately funded that aren't forced to teach a common core. Well, in all actuality, uh, from my understanding from a lot of people who I've spoken to, common core is actually leaking into Catholic schools and different divisions like that as well now. It just depends on if they receive state funding. Okay, I have an argument on that one. Yeah. You know, really, I think, I think a lot of people are missing the more, I guess, I guess it's such an obvious point that it's become hidden, mm-hmm. in my opinion. This is just my opinion. You know, we say stand up and do something about it, go to the school systems, this and that. We did that here in Louisiana for months and months and months, the whole entire state. We were told it was gone. It wasn't. It's just been changed to being called something different, but it's the same thing. The problem is really pretty base. And, and what it is is a, is a lack of 
self-responsibility. It's a lack of moral value. It's a lack of any kind of uh, placement within what we used to have as far as parenting structure and, you know, like I said, self-responsibility, be that the parents, the kids, the teachers, our government, everybody. Um, it's, it's more than just curriculum. It's more than just the politicians. It's, you know, look at our society. There are, there are young girls who don't choose to do any of this stuff. They have children. They, they try to do the best they can. You have girls who do stupid shit. You know, being a young, very young mother myself, I have no shame in saying it. I don't hide it. Everybody can do the math. I had to decide because I willingly made that choice at that time. I had to decide to take self-responsibility, get off my ass, do what I needed to do to raise good children, and I got three damn good children. Your exactly. age has nothing to do with anything if you are raised with self-responsibility. We have children shooting children and parents suing cops for arresting them. We have, you know, officers, unfortunately, some are, are, are doing things and, and taking out people they shouldn't. Not all of them, but some. They're not held to responsibility. You know, teachers are not Accountability, you know. standing and saying on my values and my morals and, and my opinion I won't teach this. Parents can only do so much when there's a larger system against them. This is yes. not one little thing here and there. This entire country has fallen by the wayside as far as that goes. When I say morals, I don't mean we all need to stand and be these pristine, let's pretend like nobody's ever sinned. Common sense morals. If your kid yeah. did something wrong, Make your kid deal with that punishment. If you did something wrong, deal with your punishment. Period. And and if I could if I could say something real quickly, um, and uh, after I say this, and then after, after you state uh, the rest of your piece, uh, we're gonna have to go to break so we can pay the bills. I do know that we have callers on the line that want to ask some questions or have some input. We will get to you after the break, um, but. And I'm going to put it out there. I'm not going to be nice. Um, flat out, if you pop a kid out, that child is your responsibility. That child is 100%. You need to be involved in every aspect of that child's life. Okay? You need to know when they poop and when they pee almost. Okay? Because the fact of the matter is we have too many parents that rely on the education system to raise their child. No, it is not there to raise their, your child. It is there to teach your child reading, writing, and arithmetic in history. Period. It is not there to teach your kids sexual education. It is not there to teach your kids as to uh, what type of economy is best. It is not there to indoctrinate your children to believe one kind of race is superior to another. No, that is your teaching, your responsibility. Plain and simple. Too many parents in this country are failing their children due to a lack of moral responsibility to their child. Play is simple. I'll put it out there. I don't care. You guys can unfriend me. You can hit the butt hurt like button. I don't care. I've got 
I've got a main of a pick of a piece of ice that go fit perfectly for that butthurt. Okay. No, but I that's have a question. Plain and simple. Yeah. I know. I know you say that um, you should save yourself for you know in you know for the the right moment and the 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 right person. Now, I'm going to put this out there. This is about my, myself. What about us that had no choice? that were, you know, that that was taken from us and we had to deal with that situation. What are your views on that? That That's not something you can help, hon. That's not, that's not that's something not, that's that, not, you know, that it, let me give it's a view not on like that. you opted to be in that position. Let me give a view on that. Yeah. It don't matter in this, in that particular sense. You were still given this. You still have a child. Therefore, as a good parent, I would look at this child and say, be ready for anything. Mm-hmm. And and always raise them that way. And show them the strength that you still derive because you chose to have them instead of abort them. Exactly. Well, and, and you know, back when we were kids, I remember a lot of my friends that had children at an early age. But, you know, we didn't talk them into abortion we we gave a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there that aren't we afforded the gift of having children, and adoption is rampant. If people would just accept that, I'm well, yeah, I remember <laughs> my parents wish I was adopted, but um, <laughs> you know, the thing that the thing that we did back. You know, I'm 44 years old, so back in the 80s, there was this neat thing. It wasn't necessarily peer pressure as much as it was peer support. You had a yeah. group of friends around you that if something like that <laughs> did happen, then by God, they, we were right there beside you supporting you all the way. Because we knew, you know, life for you just changed in a massive, massive way. We weren't those going, oh, man, you need to go get an abortion right now. No, we didn't do that. John, I think you, know, you kind of missed me misconstrued my question a little bit. Um, I, I didn't get pregnant because of what happened to me. But when you right. said that they could save themselves, you know, for the right person and practice abstinence, you know, there's some of us out here that wished we could have done that, but it was taking from us. And, right. No, and I, understood, I understood the point of your question, hon, that's what I'm saying. It's okay. if it, if it was not still, your choice, you know, Mine I didn't still say be myself a great marriage. I didn't even say oh, myself Lord, for puberty for crying out loud. You know, so uh, I, 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 I saved my butt for poison ivy. I mean, does that help? <laughs> that took me uh, a while yeah, to get over, too, uh, sister. Let me tell you what. Unfortunately, yeah, I was on bottom. <sighs> oh, Lord. That was, makes me want to itch now. I think we better go to radio break. And yeah, now. we're going to go ahead and go to break. on this one. Uh, <laughs> to the callers we have on the line, please hang in. This is going to be a short radio break, and we're going to pick up the conversation again for about 10 minutes, and then we're going to start taking calls. If you would like to be a part of the show, please call in. We'd love to hear from you. The number is area code 424-258-9200. When you hear Love Talk Radio. Press one. Press one. Lisa will ask you your name, let you know you're on, or let us know you're on, and we'll bring you in. So we are going to go ahead and take the bills. This is FPC Network, 
You are listening to Look Up America Radio, the voice of Americans and veterans. You're listening to FPC Radio. Hello, my name's Forsgo. Hey, call me Forsgo. Are you sick and tired of people posting those horrible things on Facebook that might not be Christian or might show a little bit too much cleavage? Either way, it hurts your feelings. Well, I know I get that way. So from the Lakers of my doll comes to you, Facebook tampon. For those days when you feel like a little bitch and you want to report everything on Facebook, just like I do sometimes. You know, my mom always said, stick this, stick this. And I think that reporting stuff on Facebook can be pretty f***ing stupid. So from Bakers of my doll comes to you, Facebook tampon for men. Made for men who will be little crybabies. So you got a little tired of watching Charlie's Angels. You're getting really tired of watching the shit that mainstream media likes to report. Then tune in to FPC Network. Greatness. Oh, yeah. Are you trying to start a movement or already have a movement, but you're tired, frustrated, disappointed at your present choice of social platforms that have all kinds of restrictions? Come, join us at CollaborateUSA.com and let's grow together without restrictions. A place where you can inspire, stimulate, and fulfill your ideals. You're listening live on FPC Radio, where we like to say, political correctness. Okay, welcome back, everybody. All right, all right. Look up America Radio, the voice of America, and it's veterans. That's John Wolf. I'm J.T. Hawk, and we do have Hello. a special, a very special uh, sponsor for today's show. And Hello, it fits God. right along with what we've been talking about here. So uh, pardon me as I, I reach up here into the office and, and grab this commercial. Oh, yeah, here it is. All right. Uh, I've not seen this commercial yet, but I'm I'm pretty sure by the uh, company here that this is going to be a reputable company because with a name like that, you really couldn't pass it up. So it says, and I quote, uh, hey, guys, are you getting tired of that constant drip, drip, drip of gonorrhea? Well, try new Peter, what? <laughs> try new Peter Reuter. Yes, Peter Reuter. That's the name plus your troubles down the drain. Oh, wow. Okay, and that sponsor will no that- longer be used. That must have been written by Sherman. I think it must have been. Uh, good Lord. All the company, though, apparently they're getting quite out there. Especially nowadays. <laughs> you know what's really sad, man? I went to the hospital just a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, getting the whole 
belly thing checked on and everything like this. And uh, God bless Shannon Neely. She she bothered to take me there and, and take time out of her day for doing so. So huge applause to Shannon Neely for making sure I'm still healthy enough to be here on the air with you guys. And uh, Yes, definitely. Thank we you, walking, Shannon. As we were walking through the hospital, uh, you know, you know of all people, John, that I have a bad habit of stopping at the piano and playing. Well, I, I went over thinking I was going to play the piano, and we looked, and I was counting to her, and I said, Shannon, look, look around here. And she's like, what? Well, look at all these young, very young, pregnant girls. And, I mean, there there's some from uh, the Latino, black, white, everything. And I'm telling you now, man, these girls could not have been over 16 years old. And all of them in there with a parent. And I was sitting here looking going, you know, how bad do I want to just reach over and smack the living hell out of a parent going, you didn't love your kid enough to stop this? You know, you didn't love your kid enough to, to protect them, to keep them away from that? Now that child's world is gone because she has to be a mom. You know, well, what, what are you thinking? And I mean, there was, I'm not saying there was like one or two or three. I think we ended up counting, there was 22 females that we saw on that floor within an hour. All around the same age. Now, man, what's pathetic? What is pathetic? That could, have been a, that could have been a teenage, you know, support group that went out on a shopping spree. I mean, that could explain the numbers. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, it's cool to be pregnant. Yeah, it's cool to lose the rest of your life. You know, I mean, come on. You know, you're apparently not in there with the quote, quote, baby daddy, which, sorry, I've got a little vomit in the back of my mouth every time I say that word. But, you know, you're, you got to think no matter who that child's father is, somewhere along that line, they should be there with you if they were something to, you know, if they they created it with you, they might as well be there with you. I mean, I'm sorry if I think old school about this, but, you know, if, if I got a lady pregnant, then I'm going to be there that whole way. Right. Well, I mean, when well, we, you and, know, and, I'm, I'm 43. I'm almost your age, you old fucker. But, oh, wow. Thanks, Bill. We didn't have, we didn't have pregnant at 16. You know, four oh. times a day on television. Right. 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 Uh, you know, the, I, the, I, the I entire structure of society has changed. We don't. We don't have. Yeah. We don't have women being pushed uh, as, or we don't have men being pushed as women, give, being given courage awards. Which, for anybody that's listening, my reference is to. Bruce Jenner, a.k.a. the drag queen Caitlyn Jenner, and you can't sit there and say it's a her, because guess what? It still has a nut sack that sweats during the summer and swings between its legs. Exactly. And even, it, yeah, she, it has had the Adam's apple shaving and breast implants, but you know what? It's still going to get the same male diseases. It's going to still have the same male issues. 
And the thing of it is, you know, one thing I think is so detrimental to the fight on Common Core is there are so many people from so many different states and jurisdictions that may see things differently in their state and have the assumption that that's the way it is all over. Well, that's that couldn't be any farther from the truth. There are some states that have only partially adopted Common Core. There are some some states that have not adopted Common Core at all. Um, but there are some states that have fully adopted Common Core, such as California, Oregon, Washington, New York, and we all see how screwed up they are. So the perception that Common Core is the same across the board, taught out of the same books and taught from the same curriculum, would be one that actually is partially false uh, due to the fact that there's such a major difference. Um, and, I mean, the reason that's part of the reason why I asked Bill Teague and Heather Briggs in on this is because they have been battling this for five years in the state. You know, they battled it for five years in the state that they originate from. Uh, we see with Kayla what's going on in her state in Florida. And the thing of it is, states may opt out and say, okay, well, now it's the new Florida education curriculum. Guess what, folks? Same toilet paper, different name. Can I say something to that? Yeah, please do. And I am proud that I stood up and that I continued the fight because I got it removed from my son's class. The day that I met with the principal... He went straight to that history class, talked to the teacher, and he interrupted the class and said they will no longer be teaching Chapter 10 or Chapter 11 from the book. Which in all actuality, I know Heather had a very good point on that. Uh, Heather, uh, if you are still with us, can you go ahead and elaborate on the point that you made to me earlier on that in the legality? Heather? She must have dropped. Um, she she didn't. Hey. I think she's on mute. Uh, Hang on. Can you hear me? Yeah, are you there? I can hear. Okay. Sorry, mute button was on. Um, it, there's an intricate web that that's that's in place there for a reason. Um, they don't want you to see what's what's really right there. Uh, and I believe Kayla has it in in the book. She's holding. I'm not holding one of the books with me, but. In uh, 2010, I believe, um, the standards were started in 2008. In 2010, Common Core was um, copyrighted, and you'll see that stamped in these books. It'll, it, usually it'll say Common Core Copyright 2010. Uh, mm-hmm. um, before that, in the updated 2014 books, it'll also state um, Pearson and Associates, uh, I believe it says, copyrighted also, but it says um, 2013, I believe, Kayla, is that that's correct in your book? Yes, and it says right. copyright 2013, Pearson <laughs> Education Incorporated and its affiliates. Affiliates, right. Now, the reason it has both of those copyrights is because Common Core itself is copyrighted for 2010. Pearson copyrighted as an umbrella over all things with the word Common Core attached, whether it's website um, Facebook page, book, it doesn't matter. Anything with the words Common Core belongs directly to Pearson. Now, mm-hmm. the reading list itself, 
the books on the reading list do not belong to Pearson, but Pearson holds the copyright to choose which books are put on that list. Now, the curriculum is directly owned by Pearson. A lot of people aren't seeing the alignment. Um, Scholastics.com mm-hmm. has been given my, I'm trying to pull the link. All the links are on the um, Blog Talk radio page, by the way. Um, Thank here you. It is, the Gates. No problem. Uh, the Gates paid for $4,463,541 as a donation to the Scholastics Incorporated company, um, and it says, most of the recipients agree to the simple directive of implementing the Common Core state standard, which exactly. is why some of the websites will say Common Core dot and then the name of the company. Those, anything within that website was handpicked and chosen by Pearson. They own that right. You can't get away right. from it. So it's actually illegal for them to state that they are going to be removing that curriculum or those chapters from the curriculum. Correct. Yeah, that's something that I think is very, very pertinent. Have you guys seen the irony in this? You guys, you guys are seeing the irony in this. It's not, it's not the superintendents and the principals and the teachers that are supposed to be the ones implementing the curriculum. It's a company that's foreknown by the, the the brotherhood care that get the right to tell our children what they get to learn. That is the problem. Our, 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 right. our, teammates, our principals, our teachers don't have a, don't, don't, they don't have a say in it anymore. Exactly. That's exactly what the principal was trying to tell us, but he's seen that there was such an uproar about it, not just with myself, as I got other parents informed about it, they didn't want, as I, as everybody would say, a bad PR. So he automatically just went against everything and said it wasn't going to be taught. So I know they're probably going to get some backlash on that, but at least I know that they're not teaching it to my son. That particular set of chapters, everything else. Right, Common Core. Right, yeah. Well, Everything else they're still going to teach them, which still kind of bothers me because every page, you know, pretty much has something to do with Islam or Muslim, you know, into it. But at least that specific chapter that's dedicated all to it is not going to be taught. Right, exactly. And, you know... And and as was alluded to uh, earlier, the intricacies of socialism, uh, free sexuality is what I'll call it, um, and different things of that nature are so intricately woven into the fabric of what is being taught to our young men and women via Common Core. There's no way around claiming that Common Core is anything other than indoctrination and the dumbing down of our children. You know, uh, Heather and I were discussing just before the show, uh, there are MIT master-level graduates of MIT that can do calculus in their heads in the amount of time it takes me to burp out ABC, and they cannot do common core math. 
whatsoever. The creator of Common Core Math flat out has come out and said it is a failure. It is not the correct way to teach. It isn't. My daughter had the hardest time with it last year, and she could not understand a bit of it. But once we started showing her how we were taught, she caught right on and started doing her work the way we taught her and started acing her class. Right, exactly. And people were sitting back saying, oh, well, you people are just afraid of change. We are not afraid of change if it is not indoctrinating our children to not be able to freely think, to not think for themselves. Because the thing of it is, folks, Common Core is not something that's just in high school. Okay, this is not something, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, you just start up in high school, that all of a sudden they've changed everything around. This is being taught from the kindergarten age on, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And the sad thing about it, too, is a lot of these students are being taught this common core math this way. When they go out, you know, step out of high school and try to get a job, they don't know how to do this math in their head. So now they have to remake the computer systems and everything for jobs that show mm-hmm. them how much change they have to give, or waitresses, for that matter, will not know how to do the math in their head to be able to know how to give the correct change back from a certain dollar bill that they're given. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what I'd like to do now, if it's okay with everybody, I'd like to take the opportunity to go ahead and open up the phone lines. Um, and, Keeper, welcome back. Thank you for rejoining us. Uh, Thank you, sir. I would like to invite everybody to call in. We want to hear your thoughts and your opinions on this. Uh, The telephone number is area code 424-258-9220. When you hear Blog Talk Radio, press 1. Lisa will speak with you and uh, bring you on. Uh, It looks like we have have Sarge on the line with us. Sarge, are you there? Is he still with us? Oh, okay. Uh, looks like we have uh, Brian on. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. So how would you like that document I sent you? I know you all are talking about Common Core, but everything that they're doing in Common Core has been planned for a while. Oh, yeah. Have you ever, yeah. Have you ever heard of, of the Jaffe letter? I sent you the link to listen to the proof. It talks about teaching kids to do this to destroy the family. Let's see. It says uh, restructure family. A, postpone or avoid marriage. B, alter image of ideal family size. Compulsory education for children. Encourage increased homosexuality. Educate for family limitation. Fertility control water supply. Encourage women to work. And it goes on and on and on. This was a Planned Parenthood policy paper from 1969. 19 when? I didn't hear you. Say that again. 19 what? 1969. I believe I heard. Yeah, it's called the Joffy Letter. Wow. So what are they doing? And see, there's a, and it's even bigger than this. We talked a little bit. We touched on it briefly last week. That it's, uh, yeah, the uh, Muslim Brotherhood also started their their agenda in 1969 
as far as in the, the Western invasion and all of the objectives on how to go about um, invading without just outright war because they knew that hand-to-hand combat um, was a failure. So infiltrating us as far as migration, education, has some... The uh, Muslim Brotherhood started in 1928 after a brief brief interruption, but in 1969, the uh, the actual agenda that they're still abiding by today included um, the indoctrination of our children, and they're successful um, even at this point as we're sitting here discussing it and trying to resolve it. Well, and I mean, the the whole notion and idealism behind population uh, control, which I believe is what you're alluding to, uh, Brian, um, is something that it, then you go into a lot of other things that there can be some correlation, such as uh, my notions behind crop testing. Um, there can be some correlation, but there's too much argument on either side of the coin to bring to really be a specific and definitive answer as to whether or not this is something that is actually going to occur, such as there is a thought process there, that there is a uh, one one world council, what are they called? The uh, It starts with a B. Um, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, feel free to chime in. Uh, but there is a one world council the that is group. actually – Yes, the Bilderberg Group that is actually planning on reducing the world's population by 60% over the next 10 years, poisoning the water, this and that well, and the other. Hold, hold, hold well, up, see, hold you up. Know, they're, they're, they're not actually having to do that. They, okay. are, doing, they are doing that. That's um, the problem. Hold on. Let, let's look at something. Well, see, that's, she, she they, they are doing it, yes, but they don't actually have to do that because they're going to – how they're going to – and this is <laughs> – for for I'm going to get into this a whole lot on tomorrow night's show. Uh, they want to institute a one world government, right? Yes. And how is it that they're going to accomplish that? Everybody's going to believe the same thing. Now, when you have uh, populations of countries that are not continuing to produce, and this actually goes into uh, you know, kind of the sexual education of our kids. When you have countries that are not producing a minimum level of kids uh, from that nationality, whether it's German or Swedish or Icelandic, Australian, here in America, we also had that problem. When you're not producing uh, enough children, and I shouldn't use that term, producing, it just it sounds so negative. When you're not making babies, and you're not producing a family and uh, building up that particular nationality, it will be annihilated. There comes a time where uh, you won't be able to. And here in America, the number has gone, has gone from, was it 2.3 kids or 3.1 kids or something like that, you know, two kids and a dog or a cat or three cats or whatever. Uh, it's yeah. now fallen to well below that, somewhere around 1.9% of actual American families that were, you know, born here, migrated here, you know, ancestors migrated here from Great Britain or Europe or wherever um, that consider themselves born here Americans. Now, when you add the Hispanic population, that goes up to the bare minimum, which is 2.1% of children to continue that. 
nationality. Uh, and Germany is basically lost. There was a, a report actually by the uh, German government that said that Germany is basically lost. We will not be able to, you know, produce or, or you know, have enough babies to continue the Germanic way of life after a certain date. Right. And we really kind of derailed a little bit from our show. Uh, <laughs> so if we could kind of uh, rein it back in and uh, well, yeah, it, back it to... ties. It ties back into the sexual education of America because, right. okay. you know, they're teaching kids, you know, well, you know, you don't want STDs, you don't want HIV, obviously, so use a condom. Uh, they're supposedly teaching them effective communication skills. They're teaching them how to correctly apply a condom. Uh, but at the same time, they're not teaching them, you know, that, hey, you know, Waiting until you're, you know, 22, 24, 28 years old before you have kids is also being responsible, which is what I view as abstinence. Well, it, it just, you know, it, I don't know which lady it was. I don't know which lady it was earlier that said one person that hunted. And that was uh, Bill Gates, right? The Gates Foundation. If you follow the funding of the Gates, they're funding all of this stuff. So Keeper's right, as in the population control, but you see the same players funding all of it. Right. All, all the way across the board. Oh, Muslim Brotherhood, care. Uh, basically, ISIS supporters, Iran, uh, Saudi Arabia, Jordan. They're, <laughs> what is the name of the uh, the, the book manufacturer, Pierce? Pierce, is that right, John? They they have what, a, a, a controlling interest in that uh, that designated body that's supposedly teaching our kids with these school books. So of course they're going to put that kind of information in there about Islam. They don't want the Western civilization. Western civilization to continue to have children. I mean, how many kids do they have? Four, five, six, seven, eight per family. Well, I mean, I mean yeah, and, and there seven, is a map that there is a map that shows their growth, which it is exponential across those areas and those regions. But I was looking over this PDF file, okay, and there were several points out of which it, it could be totally shot down. Uh, one of the points is speaking of uh, reduced welfare costs and management of welfare systems. In other words, uh, you can only get X amount of welfare dollars for each child in a totally limited time basis. We see that's not true. Um, but the thing of it is, folks, is that we have, uh, and I do know Heather wants to chime in here. Uh, the thing of it is we do have an indoctrination scenario going on. We do have a situation where our children are being essentially taught that there is only one way to think. Um, and I delineate back to a video that I saw uh, that, that's very popular on Facebook. <coughs> We're speaking about uh, what America used to be and what we used to aspire to. We used to aspire to greatness. We used to, you know, admire intelligence. You know, we used to look up to these men. They were revered. They were inventors. They were philosophers. They were, you know, this and that and the other. They were great men. And now you're judged and looked down upon if you have a certain level of intelligence. And now what we are seeing with the Common Core curriculum is that all 
people are on the same level intellectually when we know that is not true. We know that to be Conformity. a fact. Exactly. Um, but but the fact is, you know, um, there are a great deal many things. Um, there are many many things that the Common Core can cross reference into, and that we can tie it into. Uh, but what I'd like to try to stick to is uh, the you know issue of what our children are actually being taught. Um, and one thing we do have on this show that we love having is difference of opinion. Uh, one person may feel one thing, one person may feel another. Uh, with that being said, uh, Heather, I'm going to kick the ball over to you. Uh, you go ahead and chime in because I I know you've had uh, you've had some things with uh, Common Core. <clears throat> We're back on Common Core now. I'm just checking. I was a little lost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a squirrel show, hun. <laughs> want to make sure which point y'all want to make first on. order. Um, you know, I mean, David Zimba himself is the man who developed the new math curriculum in Common Core. He flat out came out in a statement and said, it will not prepare students for college. Common Core math is not about the right answer. It is about making the students comfortable with this new math. The teachers do not teach math any longer. The new math is programmed and tested by Washington bureaucrats. Students do not know how to add and subtract in the fourth grade. This article goes on and on and on. You can read it for hours. It's really long. Um, the bottom line is they are unteaching our children. Now, I guess if we want to start, you know, pulling out what it's all connected to and how it all makes a difference, all we got to do is turn on the TV. Way before Common Core, this this need for everything to be equal and sex is okay and let's act like, you know, this whole entire country's got flipped upside down and don't know what the hell a moral is from their asshole, it's all everywhere. It's everywhere. Billboards, TV, Facebook, it's just everywhere. You know, everybody talks about um, PC and stuff. You know, open your eyes. It starts at home. And, again, being a young mother, <clears throat> a very young mother, I'm self-responsible enough to admit when, regardless of age, you choose to do certain things. Not everybody. We have cases where choices are not made. But for the ones that did make choices, open your eyes, pull up Google, the world is right there at your fingertips. What is happening is all these connections lead back to the, oh, sorry, the Islamist radicals that are trying to control shit. They're taking over the entire world. Now, <clears throat> the problem with that is what's the best way to fight a country like ours when you have a faction that big stuck on that big of a religion, ideology, sorry. Right. Faith. And, and morals. We don't have any. Nothing. We, we, we don't. Our kids don't understand what any of that is, and it's being taught in our schools. From math that is going to get them nowhere but brainwashed and in line with each other to, um, you know, these, these history books that are being written by um, what was one, a nonfiction historical writer, and the other one that contributed is a young adult book author. What do exactly. those two things tell you? One, that one of them knows how to get into a teenager's head, and two, the other one knows how to twist the facts of history and make a good story. 
Yep. That's what we're teaching our children. And I don't care yeah. if it's at a high level in our schools or it's only at a small level in the high schools where the kids still have some sense because they weren't taught all that crap in elementary school. It's bad, period. We have fought and fought and fought and fought on a, on a statewide front. Bills were passed. Laws were passed. It's gone. It's gone. Jindal wants to be president. Common Core is gone. That's what the people want. Guess what? It's not. Now they call it the Louisiana State Standard. Still the same thing. Period. No, it's actually, years, no longer <laughs> matter. Period. Heather, I was actually looking up um, before uh, last week's program the list of selections, if you will, that could be or can be or should be added to a classroom library specifically in social studies, or a library at school in social studies. And I was really floored at the amount of historical fiction books that were put out there. And this wasn't even by Tears. This was by uh, the other big publishing company that I, was, that I grew up with, uh, uh, Rand Hill or, Ron, or something, something Hills. Please forgive me because I don't have it right in front of me. But historical fiction, and this goes directly to what you're talking about. These are the kinds of things that are being taught. You know, this is the you know this is history in Common Core, fiction, historical fiction. Can I say something to that? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we have you know the view on in the book of what Islam and Muslim religion they're they're what. They, well, I say it's fiction. Now, I don't know if anybody um, has been on Facebook and has followed this young woman who got away from um, Iran and Iraq or whatever. Um, her name is Diana Cyrus. Yes, yes. Dynamite Lady. Yes. Now, yeah, We're exactly. actually going to have her on have, next week's show. I hope, oh gosh, that would be amazing because she actually paints the truth for everybody to see and instead of this fake stuff that they're trying to teach the kids in the book about, you know, what is going on and what they're about, uh, you know, trying to make the, they're trying to paint them in a positive light in the book and she's trying to teach people, no, you know, that's not, yeah, she's trying to teach them the real truth about it, not what they're trying to, you know, blind them. In the book. Now, not to, not to spoil uh, what she may talk about next week, um, but I've actually been in contact with you know since last Wednesday night. She was on the program on Mindful last Wednesday night, and in the in the in the week, okay, literally this last week, um, she answers every single post from anybody and everybody, whether it's a private message or a, a message on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. She will answer every single one. She spends her time doing that. Now, right. she's probably going to uh, introduce this next week. However, she is looking to uh, – she wants to go places and actually speak face-to-face with, with people. But until that time actually happens, she is looking to Skype her discussion – with anybody that wants to hear it, whether it's at a local church, a local library, uh, a community nice. outreach center, or something like that. 
okay? And I'm seriously looking into this right now. I've got a couple of things going on that I'm going to get her in a situation uh, at, her, at her behest. She put this out there. She put a video out there and said, if you want to Skype with me and you have a group of people that you want to talk to, then you exactly. put me in front of them. She was actually on um, uh, Laura, I want to say Laura Ingram's show today, a nationally syndicated radio outlet. And um, she is a dynamite lady. She lived this until she was 18 years old. Yeah. And it, it is, you know, at, at nine years old, she was taken from her school along with all the other eight, or excuse me, nine-year-old girls and said, you're an out woman. You're going to go out there and no more get, you don't get to play anymore. You don't get to do anything else. You've got to wear the burqa, the hijab, or whatever it happens to be, and that's your life now. You're, if you... Uh, you're you're a slave, but if you you know have you know a male child, you may get like you know a little benefit here or there, maybe. But you're still a slave, and these are probably the things right. she'll, she'll talk about. This is the <laughs> truth of of Islam and Sharia law. Period. Right. Isn't that what they're teaching it. in the books? Yes. And they yeah they don't. That's they don't why teach I that. love this, I love that woman to death because she's actually teaching the truth and not the the lies that they're teaching in the books. And I, I've, I've talked to her myself as well because I had questions myself, you know, because I'm reading what's in here, and then I hear her say something completely different. And so, I, you know, I asked her a question, she answered it. And it basically she told me the truth and compared to what was in this book, and now I almost want to just take the pages out of it and burn them. Absolutely. Honestly, if I could, <laughs> I really want to. I mean, it's, 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 it's all if anybody if anybody has seen her videos um, and and has ever listened to, and I'm going to throw out a, a shameless shout out to the Glazov Gang, which is on YouTube. Go look them up. Uh, she is the the one of the producers. She's behind the scenes. I mean, she got a picture up there, but things like that. Go check it out. Um, listen to you can check out the page. I don't have it in front of me. I wish I did. Uh, oh, it's um, uh, Stand for Freedom, I believe. Something along those lines. Um, and you're going to be amazed at the truth of what this lady is talking about. And the reason I can say that. That's actual truth in, in what's transpiring with Islam and Sharia law is because I know a number of other people that have also lived it. Right. And they um, will not come onto the program, and I keep kicking them and kicking them and poking them and saying, come on, come on, come on. Uh, but, I mean, from, A lot of them it's because they're in fear that if they speak out, that... And they're dead. That, they'll be dead. They'll be killed. Yeah. And, and that's that 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 the heart and soul of the I would like um, to, if I can uh, interject for just a second here real quickly, uh, I would like to thank a particular listener, uh, Tabby, we love you, uh, for sending us here uh, mom- at FPC a moment of irony and lividity. Uh, she was listening live and was on the comments section, and around the 5311 mark, she took a picture of this and sent it, and right beneath uh, Miss Briggs' uh, posting of schoolimprovement.com, Common Core, and NCLB, right underneath of that, and this is the irony, is an advertisement for Pearson, 
teachers making all the difference, let's empower them to be their best. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Irony at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So for the person listening in, thank you. (laughs) I mean, tell me that Facebook does not have algorithms to, you know, oh, they talk about this? Well, hey, let's go ahead and grab that word, and what were they talking about? It doesn't make any difference what they were talking about. But here, let's interject something to program you to think that whatever it was they were talking about didn't mean anything. But right. People, <laughs> right. What, we, are, we are actually talking about things that matter to us as individuals, mm-hmm. to us that matter as families, as parents, as citizens yep. of the United States of America. I couldn't tell you how much slander I got for it all. I got positive and I got negative, and a lot there was a lot of negative saying that I was ignorant, um, uneducated, I was stupid. They felt sorry for my son. My son's a racist, and just complete outrageous bullshit. And that's the way I'm going to put it. And so, to whoever's listening, whoever wants to say I'm uneducated, I had three years in criminal justice. I'm not the best public speaker, and yes, I was a little nervous reading off some of that stuff because I knew it wasn't the truth, and I was trying to make people aware of that, but more people were more, um, let's just say, tuning in on certain body parts instead of actually listening to the point that I was trying to make to these parents. Uh-huh. And just making just stupid, ignorant comments and everything. And I'm like, really? So you could only make it through five minutes of it because you couldn't stand to see a certain body part on me, but you didn't take the time to get the message that was being presented before you that I was trying to make across. But you're quick to yep. judge me and call me a bad mom when I did the right thing and stood up for my son. He came to me. Right. It made me aware of this stuff. So me as a parent, what all parents should do for their children is if their child has a problem and a legitimate problem, they should stand up for them. They should fight for them. That's our job as parents. Right. Oh, but, I, right. mean, you, I mean, of course, you know, well, yeah, according to the state, though, you know, our children don't belong to us. They're not. Uh, they're well, not I'm ours. sorry. I'm the one who uh, pushed them out from between my legs. They belong to me, and that's the Thank way I look at it. And, they can all... <laughs> and I'm the they one that took 30 children. seconds giving the batter to make them. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, folks, I went there. <laughs> you know, it... I'm because like I would say, if that's the case, um, there's a lot of child support owed to me if they own them, and um, I've been the one taking care of them, not them. So. Uh, yeah. Table. <laughs> Sorry. Well, just to, just to, just to tip our hat to you, Heather, um, and any other mother that Me? has done their very, very absolute best uh, to raise well-educated children uh, and been forced to rely on the state in the cases of education in certain instances. Um, I do honestly tip my hat because impressions from day one when you have a child really sets the basis for where your child will be later on in life. And if you've been able to institute uh, 
a, a sort of a built-in conscience, if you will, to your children saying, you know, you're going to make decisions in your life. And what are the consequences of those decisions? Exactly. You're going to have a, a, a child that will grow up to be an independent adult to say, okay, well, let's see, you know, I've got $400 and I owe $300 on my rent, but I really, really, really want this really cool set of shoes. And the shoes are like, you know, 250 bucks. But, you know, rent is like 300 I got $400 right now. Well, maybe I could stretch it. No, you can't stretch it. When I grew up, I had to make things last. You know, I went through shoes like crazy. I was a little boy, and my toes always wore out because my feet grew faster than the rest of me. <laughs> and, I mean, it was all of these things, all of the education that our children are receiving, whether it's from a state-instituted public school or a uh, state-funded, to a certain extent, private school, uh, to back at home. Uh, your kids are around you not quite enough because they're in public school or private school too too much of the time. But the time that you do spend with your kids, uh, it needs to be quality time. And I know that, you know, everybody listening to this program spends a lot of time with their kids. And it doesn't isn't always quality time, but it is meaningful time. And, you know, the bonds that you form, the discussions that you have, uh, will mean something to them. I'll give you an example. A friend of mine, uh, I should say an acquaintance on Facebook, recently posted a picture of a Tinkerbell cookie jar. And some of you may be familiar with this. And Superman, and I think it was Superman. If not, it was Captain America. And there was a little Lego ninja um, and Godzilla was there trying to attack this Tinkerbell cookie jar, trying to get into it. And it was such the teachable moment, you know, or the, such the fun and memorable moment for kids to be able to say, you know, we took down Tinkerbell so we could get cookies. I mean, it was, kids need to be kids still. And teaching them this math common core doesn't allow them to be kids. It forces them to be in a box. Indoctrinating kids through social studies and teaching them about a, a, a religious ideology or a political ideology doesn't allow them to be kids. I agree I, with I mean, that. It's just, I mean, it, it, it just really does, you know. I really do That's not like I make it, and I make it a point, I'm, you know, to let I'm, my I'm children using, have... <laughs> I'm using soft words. I'm using soft words because, you know, last last show I, I did cuss a little bit on the heavy side, and I try not to do – I try not to do that. And um, it just it, – it, all of America right now, again, is getting a warning from places like Germany and every country that John listed um, to be able to wake up and stand up against this. And when people really understand the truth of Islam and Sharia law, hopefully they will make a stand against this because nobody has a return plan for these refugees. You need to go back home. Okay, we're going to hang on to you for a little while, and when everything over there in the Middle East is going to be, you know, 
calm or relatively social enough to where nobody's shooting bullets at each other, you can go back. Nobody has a game plan for that. So we're inundated by this. And, and for whatever reason, as Americans or Canadians or you know Britons or Australians, we have to suck it up and deal with that? No, that's not right either. How is that fair? Right. Well, I mean, and uh, unfortunately, due to technical issues, uh, JT had to drop. Uh, so I'm going to kind of take the time here to uh, try to do my best. Uh, <laughs> it goes like this, folks. Um, I'm not going to do the it might be, it could be, because that's JT's deal. Uh, I'm not going to steal uh, from him. But the thing of it is, is this. We have had people out here who have come on the show, bravely enough, who have put themselves out there in the public light because obviously they believe in something enough, that something is wrong enough, that they have studied enough and gathered enough information, cross-referenced, cross-checked, fact-checked, and rechecked. Okay? There is no if and or or but anything other than the fact that Common, common Core is there for two things or three things the dumbing down of America's youth, the uh, the apparent indoctrination of other worldly cultures that are seeking to become the majority in our country and then want to institute certain laws and structures within our country to suit their culture. Number three it is the conformity into a socialist agenda. Let's face it, folks, that's what it boils down to. Socialism. They teach socialism structure and socialist economies that, you know, out of 150 years of examples of these economies that we have had, not one single one that has been implemented across the world or across the globe, same as communism, has not succeeded. Okay? This Common Core crap is the same thing they taught in those socialist school structures. This common core crap is teaching our children that it is okay to engage in certain sexual activities at whatever age they want, that there is no difference. It is, there is no, it, it's teaching gender neutrality. It is not teaching, you know, gender-specific differences. And what is the result that we are seeing, ladies and gentlemen? We have a vast, vast sample size of, as Heather and I were talking, you know, you can even, you can even go back to um, the No Child uh, Left Behind program that, you know, great Bill, look what's under the table Clinton came up with. And that is the fact that we are creating and raising and birthing children into a society where conformity is necessary to exist. You cannot have a difference of opinion. You cannot think for yourself because that is dangerous. We have seen this in every single socialist society that also inevitably has led to a dictatorship-style society. How can we combat this? It is very simple. Get involved. Get pissed off. If you're a father, drop those testicles that you claim you have. If you're a mother, untie that apron, 
drop it down, and go to your kids' schools. I realize that parents, that parents have to work double duty. I understand that. I appreciate that. But you know what? Our children come first. We work those double jobs, those two jobs as parents, to take care of our children. However, if we are sitting here not being involved in our children's lives, allowing the Internet, allowing our schools, allowing TVs, and allowing video games to raise our children, we are going to have it. Huh? Okay. No, uh, we are going to, oh my God, we leave the cage. We, you know, we are going to have a nation of nothing but mindless zombies. We are going to have a nation of nothing but what is in Washington, D.C. right now. We're going to have a nation, a populace of people that are more brain dead than the walking dead, for crying out loud. Get involved. Get pissed off. Get woke up. Educate yourselves. Take the time to educate yourselves outside of what the mainstream media puts forth. Take your time to educate yourself outside of the false flags that we see many, many, many different alleged patriots putting out. There are people that are saying this is going on, that's going on. There's no video evidence. Guess what? I don't believe it's going on because people can't fart out in public for what there isn't video evidence. Ladies and gentlemen, wake the hell up. Educate yourselves. Take the time to care enough about your children outside of just making sure they survive until they're 18 and then boot them out on their own. It is that simple. Bill Teague asked a very good question earlier. How do we combat this? We get involved. We wake up. We educate ourselves. We take the time to study, much the same as I have said about electing politicians, how we turn this government around without war. Everybody wants to allow somebody else to do what their responsibility is. That ain't the way the cookie cuts. You have to get involved. You have to take pride. And you have to, you know, take the time. Um, On that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is Look Up America Radio, the voice of Americans and veterans on FPC Network. I have enjoyed having you all. Uh, Tune in next week uh, for a great show. Tune in tomorrow night to Keeper's Mind Pool. Um, Be sure not to miss out Friday night when we have uh, sports for the love of the game, followed by It's Cutting Time, where you get to call in and try to outdog the hosts. I am John Wolf. Um, with me is uh, special guest host uh, Keeper and JT. I know you're probably listening. We love you, brother. I'm sorry your phone had to die on you. <laughs> this, we're going to go ahead and take it out and end it with the uh, national anthem. I won't torture your ears. So, Lisa, if we could play Trisha Yearwood. Um, but prior to that, let's take a moment of silence to remember all the fallen, all the men and women who go, go over and fight for our rights, for our children not to be conformed. Amen. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.